Companies like Breezeway are a perfect example of what a tech stack looks like when implemented correctly. Everyone thinks the more technology they add to their business, the better off the business will be. And that's incorrect. Just because you have more toys doesn't mean you have better success. When you utilize your softwares to the fullest capability that they have, that is when you realize your business will be successful because you're operating at full capacity with all cylinders firing at once. And Breezeway helps you do that. Breezeway is an all-in-one solution for operations in order for you to understand what the status of your property is, how the inspections are going for your home, what maintenance tasks need to be completed before a check-in or after a check-out. Especially when you're in a remote location and you may not have the best Wi-Fi or cell service, their mobile field app is perfect because it works offline until you get into a service area in order to upload pictures for inspection and so on and so forth. So before we dive into this week on technology, if you want to understand technology better, then go ahead and hit the link in the show notes and check out Breezeway to see what they have to offer in order for you to become successful with technology in your business. All right, Andrew, we are back and I just love seeing your face every day. It's so great to hop on this recording with you for this tech week. We, we've covered pieces of tech do operators need now versus in the future. What should they understand as they're deciding their technology? I guess players, right? The Avengers of hospitality tech. What should they look into? Now, we've ended day two with kind of understanding costs and variables that go into hardware and software and why invest into that. For today, I want to kind of cover how much does this really cost logistically? And there's tons of variables you and I both know, whether it's one property, is it a big home, is it urban property or listing that's a studio or a one bedroom apartment, so many things that can go into it. So understanding that we can go many directions, but what is the real cost of a technology stack for an operator today? Wheelhouse, as you guys get to see, you're part of an ever-growing technology environment, but then you also have players from multiple sides as a single host to big enterprise customers that manage hundreds, if not more properties throughout states and different regions of the country. So what is a expected budget? What should anyone understand when they come to a pricing software or a breezeway or a property management software? What should they expect to hear when it comes to pricing? Great question. There are a couple ways to answer this. Let's start with some general principles, which is Almost any software that we're going to talk about today, if it doesn't meaningfully cut your overall costs, you shouldn't use it, right? And by that, I mean, our software is designed to make us all operationally more efficient. So for example, if we'll just, I'll talk my book here at Wheelhouse, like the goal is to help you, yes, earn more revenue, but also spend fewer hours managing your properties. Now, when you're a small operator just starting out, you usually don't associate a lot of costs with that hour. That's an hour that you can, you know, you'll pick up the phone, you'll manage your rates, you'll do whatever. But as soon as you have to start paying a team to do those jobs, there's a much larger cost associated with those operating hours than there is with managing everything efficiently, right? So usually when people look at software costs initially and think of them as a cost center as opposed to a profit center is because they're kind of trading their own hours in and out and they might not value them in a particular. As soon as you have a team, well, the cost of going and hiring an additional revenue manager is far more than paying for a software that allows one revenue manager to do that, the same job. I generally look at it this way. 
one is again, no software should be a cost center, like a true cost center for you when you look at the overall impact on your business, which is usually cutting operational costs. I think part two of it is when you look at your software cost, even like say a say a property management software is going to charge you between five to twenty dollars a month, maybe five to forty dollars a month. And the revenue management software is going to be five to twenty dollars a month. When you look at that, when you add up kind of the first call it three, four, five softwares that you'd really look at, it's probably going to cost less than your cell phone plan. And when you look at it relative to the cost of, you know, what you pay a cleaner to clean a place, it's going to be usually less than the cost of cleaning your place one time. And when you look at the cost of what you pay a channel like Airbnb, which is going to take some percentage of your revenue, your technology costs, even though it feels like a lot, because you, you kind of feel like you have to clean the place and you've got to pay the channel for that booking. It feels like the next thing you have to spend on. Well, it's relatively, it's a relatively de minimis cost of, uh, or pain point relative to the overall cost of running your business. Going, going and buying furniture for a new spot, like that's going to cost you more than your technology for the next two years. I guess I'm offering a little bit of a reframe where, again, these shouldn't be cost centers. They should be profit centers. Otherwise, they're not good technologies. Like even email just makes us all more efficient, right? It's easier to send you an email than write you a letter. So everyone does it. It's a profit center for you personally. So I would say that every technology has to look through the lens of creating value for the customer. Secondly, again, your tech, your tech costs are going to be maybe two, three, four, 5% of your total operating costs in most cases. If you're doing lease arbitrage, it's certainly far less than that. And realistically, again, like these are really important investments to be made if you think you're going to scale. In truth, even at a single listing, a software like Wheelhouse or other softwares will drive probably create more revenue or more profit for you. But I'm saying you don't need to do that yet because I would argue at one, two, or three properties, you're still trying to answer the question of, do I really love this? Because running a hospitality business is hard. In the name of A, finding out do you love it, I would say you could punt on thinking about which technology will perfect your business and find out again whether revenue and resonance is there. Yeah, I do know for anyone listening up to this point, we do cover this in week one. Should you be a host slash property manager? Is there a way to look at it that does help you understand that this is not a real estate business? This is not a whatever type of other business. This is hospitality. So do you have the heart for it? Do you have the guts for it? Because there are a lot of answering questions. And for anyone that is asking themselves right now, what is lease arbitrage? We cover that in one of the earlier weeks. So make sure that you go backwards and understand what type of models there are for the vacation rental operation business plan that you can set up. So just wanted to put that out there. But when should, Andrew, this is a, a great one because I think we we see a lot of investors coming to the space from real estate companies, from, you know, you have even Golden Sachs, other big wealth conglomerates coming into this industry for an individual though, whether they're doing a property management company or just going to be hosting them and their, their friends' homes. When it comes to profitability, when should they expect to be profitable? Should they be profitable right away? Should they take a loan out and grow to profitability? Should, you know, is profitability even as important of a topic that should be covered? Well, it's a very important topic because if your business isn't profitable, there is no reason to scale. And our category has actually seen a number of boom busts where unprofitable business models scaled. I know them a little too well, unfortunately. In terms of when you're profitable, like it, the, 
it's a little bit of a difficult question because the way to think about it is usually there's going to be an upfront investment. If you have a property or you were to lease or buy a property, that's a part of your cost. How do you actually get the property in the land? Part two is how do you make it a beautiful place for someone to stay? And often in the short-term rental space, you can think about like you're basically creating a place that's going to photograph really, really well. And that costs money. So you need to spend some amount on furnishings. And if you just walk in and someone has a, a bed frame and a, a, or a mattress on the ground, like they're not really going to pay you that much money. So you need to invest in creating a great space. And that could be anywhere from five to, you know, for, for a one bedroom to a 12 bedroom home, that could be from 5,000 to $100,000 plus. A huge range of investment that you could put into a property. And that investment makes sense only through the lens of like, okay, well, once you put that money in, how long is it going to take you to recoup that money and actually turn that, you know, let's say a $20,000 investment into 50000 And to figure that out, you need to kind of look at like, well, what is, you know, that's where you want to start looking at softwares that help you figure out, well, what is the expected revenue profile of a two bedroom? Or you want to, you want to get your kind of pen and paper out and do some math. Can you make, can you make 5,000 bucks a month in revenue, which is going to cost you can kind of run through what, what, are, what are you going to pay Airbnb? What are you going to pay for your softwares? What are you going to pay your cleaners? But you really need to model it out. I actually like to go look on Twitter where certain real estate professionals have shared underwriting models. And these are basically Excel models where you can plug in your expected costs, your expected revenue, and really understand when each individual investment in a property will A, pay back, or B, become profitable. So I would highly recommend since each individual asset is a new exercise in figuring out if this is a good investment for you of your time and money, I would highly recommend going and even getting a rudimentary model for free online to figure out how much can you afford to invest in this place? And is that a good idea? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think there's a lot of understanding of this will pay over time. This is not an immediate ROI. It can be fast. We've seen, as you've probably seen, I've seen owners or other people invest a big chunk of money, whether they pay for a house in cash or if they pay all the furnishing up front or whatever they do, they will see it quickly depending on they did their research, they did their homework, they understood how to make it more cost effective, more efficient, instead of making all these headaches when it comes to operations, which is covered in this podcast season one. So make sure that if you're learning operations that you understand profitability first. And there's a big piece of that when it comes to homework. So getting those tools are super important. This is a great way to end day three. Thank you so much, Andrew, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow.